Today's podcast is sponsored by Stamps.com. For a limited time, all Newsmax Daily podcast listeners can receive a free trial, free postage, and a free digital scale by signing up with the promo code NEWSMAX. That's Stamps.com, promo code NEWSMAX. Never go to the post office again. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. So, much to get to if you'd like to call 800-922-6680. Russia claims the Ukrainian standoff is over. Um, At this point, I think I kind of tend to believe Russia more than I do this administration. And I, I wish I were joking. I really do wish I were joking. I kind of believe Russia a little bit more because uh, we also know that Hillary Clinton basically stepped in between a sitting president of the United States and Russia to stir up a lot of trouble. I mean, you you think that uh, saying that Russia was involved in the election of a president in this country when there was no evidence, you don't think that there could be an issue between Russia, the other great nuclear power in the world, and the United States accusing them of spying on a campaign or getting the president into office? I just think about that. So I kind of tend to lean a little bit more towards the old Russia side of the thing right now because you can't believe a darn thing that anybody in the Biden administration says. They claimed on Tuesday that several military units have completed scheduled drills. They're calling it scheduled drills. Do I believe that's true? I usually don't put 130,000 troops on the border of Ukraine for a drill. But that said, the, uh, the Russians taunted the Biden administration by claiming the redeployment humiliated Western war hysterics, while Ukrainian and NATO military officials said they did not see any immediate sign of Russian forces actually pulling back from the border. Now, this is what they're saying, but I'm going to tell you something. Maria Bartiromo said yesterday, and and I said yesterday, that uh, this could be untrue because the intelligence services in the country of Ukraine and the president said to their citizens, go about business as normal because we we have no fear or concern that Russia is going to invade us. So when you start hearing that, oh, I don't know, about a week ago, you start hearing about a week ago, that the president of Ukraine is saying, I don't think there's a, no, we're, we're not afraid of being, uh, and you'd think that if Ukraine was really, 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 by the way, concerned about an invasion, that they would be amassing troops there. I mean, we've seen some little things, you know, you've seen some, like yesterday I saw a 90-year-old lady on a shooting range learning how to shoot a gun, and that was supposedly she was going to defend her house against the Russian invaders, a 90-year-old lady with a, with a gun. And then you've seen these little trenches. There's a couple shots of one or two Ukrainian soldiers in these trenches that they've dug, but I've never seen any kind of story that Ukraine was amassing any sort of a defense effort along the border with Russia. Now, I'm just looking at this from, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a common sense mindset. And also the fact that uh, the Biden administration is doing such a colossal face plant with regard to the economy, with regard to uh, energy independence and whatnot, that they would wag the dog. They would certainly wag the dog involving U.S. troops uh, in some way, shape or form. And the president did send, I believe, 9,000 troops over to Poland and other areas uh, over there, but they've said they're not going to be involved in it whatsoever. So you got to kind of wonder, is this wagging the dog? 
Are they laughing at us because of our massive overreaction to it? But right now there are a bunch of differing opinions with regard to the possibility of uh, invading Ukraine. The Ministry of Defense said some troops and naval units still training in the neighborhood of Ukraine would begin a fresh round of drills on Tuesday. Russian Foreign Minister Spokesman Maria Zakharova, could be a gymnast, said Western powers had been humiliated and destroyed without a single shot fired because their warnings of an imminent Russian invasion of Ukraine were ostensibly rendered foolish by the withdrawal announcement. Uh, this uh, uh, February the 15th, 2022, will go down in history as the day Western war propaganda failed. That is according to the Ministry of Defense Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova, who was, I believe, a gymnast in the 1988 Olympics. But I could be, uh, I could be wrong on that. So what do you think? Do you think Russia is, are they, are they doing the ultimate uh, head fake here? Do you think that, that, that Russia could do something so ham-handed as to say, oh, no, no, we're pulling out our troops and everything, and oh, yeah, this was a big joke, and, and then, uh, you know, NATO's going, yeah, but they haven't moved anybody. It's kind of like that, uh, you know, that play in baseball where the third baseman has the ball, he pretends like he's, you know, giving it back to the pitcher, but he still has it, and the kid leads off a third base toward home, and they tag him out, you know, that kind of thing. That, do you think Russia's doing that? Because I, 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 I honestly, I don't know. I would lean toward believing Russia, and I know that's sad. <laughs> that's really, really sad. But here is our dear leader yesterday, uh, speaking in almost uh, threatening tones while he's jumbling his words, uh, sending a powerful, although jumbled, message to Russia, don't mess with us. To reach written understandings among Russia, the United States, and the nations of Europe to address legitimate security concerns, if that's his wish. There's... Then, yeah, there you go. Did you hear that? Don't mess with Joe Biden. His wish. There's... And the whoosh. And whoosh. And it's bad in the bad whoosh. If that's his wish. There's security concerns and ours. Yeah, you watch it or we'll totally whoosh you guys. We're not wusses. We whoosh. Here he is with a, uh, oh, this is what uh, Russia could face from the international community if they decide to invade Ukraine. If Russia does invade in the days and weeks ahead, the human cost for Ukraine will be immense. And the strategic cost for Russia... The strategic cross, the crossed, and the whoosh. This will be immense. If Russia attacks Ukraine, it'll be met with overwhelming international condemnation. Oh, my goodness! Do you think, now honestly, it's like China, China, you know, tell China, you, you face international condemnation. They say, well, in that case, let's go ahead and enslave another 10,000 Uyghurs to make their cell phones. The world will not forget that Russia chose needless death and destruction. Invading Ukraine will prove to be a self-inflicted wound. Yeah, okay, so uh, saber-rattling, I wouldn't even say it's saber-rattling, I'd say it's like partial-rattling. i got a couple scenarios here. Russia's saying they're pulling out their forces from the Ukrainian border and they, they played a fast one on America and caused the United States to uh, wag the dog and panic and all of this stuff. And so it's kind of like a, you know, faking a field goal versus what uh, some people are also saying is that Russia essentially pulled the chair out from Joe Biden as he was sitting down. So uh, just kind of playing with us a little bit as far as an invasion of Ukraine. Half of me says, yeah, they're saying they're going to pull out, but they're really going to attack. And the other half of me saying, no, they're really pulling out and they feel like we look like idiots. 
because Joe Biden's the president. I'm going to lean towards the last one on that. More from Joe Biden's terrifying speech yesterday, which I'm sure, well, actually just terrified Americans. It didn't really terrify Russians. It just made us go, dear God, he's in charge. But we do have Barbara in Baltimore on the phone. Hello, Barbara, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hi. How are you today? I'm glorious. You sound fabulous. Thank you. If I could borrow your term, we're being played. (laughs) Oh, God, yes. (laughs) I think we're being played. Do you think that they're going to invade or they're they're actually pulling out? Well, I don't think they're going to do either. And you know why? Because they don't have to. With 110,000 troops there, they can pull out half of them and still be able to beat them. Yeah, not going. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, literally, I saw a ninety-year-old woman with an assault rifle, yet with a with a military rifle yesterday. I'm like, if I were Russia, I wouldn't be too concerned. I'd be like, ma'am, you're, uh, you're pointing the, you're pointing the gun the wrong direction. Can you just stop? Well, I, I just think we're being played. I, it's almost as if um, good guy, bad cop. You know, I, that's how I feel about it. They're they're um, playing to each other. I mean, if yeah. it was really, if if Biden was really serious about anything that's really happening here other than trying to make himself look better. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to look stronger after that weak pullout from Afghanistan. That's what I think oh. all of this is about. It's about distractions. But oh. uh, he would he would immediately uh, start producing oil and uh, force the price of oil down and, and yep. hit Putin in the pocketbook. So he's not doing that. So I think everything else is a sham. Um, and uh, Putin looks like who he is. He's a strong, strong man. Uh, he's a bully on the block, a little short bully at that. You know? Yeah, he's he's like corn pop. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he's he's yeah, corn pop. He's he's America's corn pop. <laughs> he's America's corn pop. And you know, Rob, think about this. When, what? When Biden was making that speech, you know, he was like, you could just see his little chest puffed out. Yeah, I was just waiting for him to do uh, to mess up on the word. Oh, he did. Oh, he did plenty of that. Yeah, he did plenty of that, Barbara. <laughs> he did plenty of that. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I'm. It's We're an embarrassment. It, we are being played. Yes, Barbara, we are being played. The fact that you brought up the uh, Afghan pullout and, and he's doing anything he can to uh, scramble to cover that up and still trying to say it was the right thing to do, even though this report just came out uh, that said it was a gigantic mistake and they hadn't thought things through and they were utterly unprepared. So that's part of it. Also, the economy collapsing, the price of gas, et cetera. He's already setting us up for higher gas prices. He's saying that uh, if there's Russia gets involved with Ukraine, our gas prices are going to go up. Uh, it went and, up last and, night. Did you see the it's prices gonna, this morning? Yeah. <laughs> it went up last night. So it doesn't so surprise me at all. Already up. You know, yeah. but we've got to get on the stick here and get rid of yeah. these throwbacks and these retreads and rhinos that have been <laughs> yes. lying to us all these years. Barbara, thanks for the phone call. Fight. Do appreciate it. All right, all right. Have a good day. Oh, by the way, a little more uh, <clears throat> bad news for Democrats. Representative Kathleen Rice. Uh, 57 announced on Tuesday she will not be seeking re-election in the House. She's the 30th House Democrat not seeking re-election in the 2020 midterms because they're going to be slaughtered. And this is, and I and I coined the expression literally on January the like 22nd, the SS Titanic. And look at all the people <laughs> scurrying off the SS Titanic, doing their very best to get to those uh, underfilled lifeboats. <laughs> 
So uh, it looks like uh, another person is uh, is left. Um, uh, his approval rating is terrible. His disapproval rating is at 57% versus 9%. Um, he's doing really badly in states like West Virginia. And West Virginia is kind of interesting. West Virginia, he has the lowest approval rates in the entire country. 79% people uh, disapprove of Joe Biden and what he's doing. Uh, So for those of you who think that maybe Joe Manchin was taking a principled stance with regard to defense of the filibuster, maybe a little bit of that, but I think most of it is almost 80% of the people in West Virginia disapprove of Joe Biden, and I would presumably assume uh, disapprove of getting rid of the... uh, the filibuster. Also, um, it looks like 43%, he's, his approval is 43% or, or below 43% in 46 states and is the in the 30s in swing states, Arizona, Florida, and Georgia, 23% of independents and 16% in Joe Manson's West Virginia. That's how bad things are. But he says he's going to work like the devil to bring down gas prices after the strategic oil reserve release fails. And, you know, I've been on the planet long enough, and you've been, you know, maybe you've been on the planet as long as me or a little uh, longer. I'm in my mid-50s, and I recall every single time there is some sort of a gas hike, uh, some sort of a an embargo, a lack of production coming out of OPEC or other oil-producing nations that we're dependent on. We do two things. We uh, attempt to uh, unleash oil from the National Reserve, which never does anything, and then they propose getting rid of the gas tax, the, the national gas tax, which is 18 cents a gallon, which means nothing when you consider that Joe Biden has effectively, his administration, seen the rise in prices on gasoline of a dollar or more. So 18 cents isn't going to mean D word for Richard when it costs you $20 more than last year. But here is Jen Saki. Are you ready for some hot Saki being asked about uh, gas prices? Uh, in terms of the price of gasoline, what we've seen is we know back in December uh, it went down by about 10 cents thanks to tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Something well, that is awesome because, I mean, gas only where I live only went up $1.20, so now it's only up $1.10. Woo! There are still releases that have been ongoing. The president also made clear in his remarks that he is open to uh, all options are on the table to help bring down the price of gasoline. But he wasn't making a market assessment. He was just making clear to the public that if- maybe they could include a gas card in the crack pipe bags that they're giving drug uh, users around the country. Uh, Russia invades, and we put in place crippling sanctions that would have an impact on the public. But I heard there's a lot of drug users who huff gasoline, so I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, and by the way, here's, here's what else they're thinking about doing. Another $30 billion in stimulus, COVID stimulus, despite the fact that uh, uh, all this spending has driven our currency down and driven up inflation through the ceiling. Even Democrats are saying nonsense, but they want to try to push another $30 billion stimulus. Here's Jen Snarky talking about that. HS Justice briefing uh, today or this afternoon was a part of our regular conversations with Congress about various resources is needs, including uh, what is needed for COVID response. Uh, this is important because how about just let it go? While we continue to have sufficient funds to respond to the current Omicron surge in the coming weeks, uh, our goal has always been to ensure that we are well prepared to stay ahead of the virus. So we've been in these ongoing conversations about what those needs might look like, and this was a part of that effort. Uh, in terms. So- so another $30 billion is going to do it. Yeah, uh, $30 billion a drop in the bucket compared to the trillions they've already spent. <laughs> Representative from the state of Florida, Kat Kamek, joins us on the News Max Hotline. Hello, Kat. How are you? Hey, 
how are you doing? It's good to be with you. I've seen you in feeds before you do a live shot on network television, and you are funny. You you are really funny, okay? Now, I, I see you when you get all straight and everything, when you go on and you, you talk to the, you know, the talking head on television. But when you are not on camera, I've seen the real Cat Kamek, and I do comedy for a living. You're funny. Oh, Lord. It's because it's the hairspray. I'm always trying to give myself that anchor helmet hair, you know? <laughs> I love it. For. I love it. So how's 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 living in how's living in DC? You expecting this convoy anytime soon? You know, I would love to see the convoy come Me to DC. <laughs> you know, I, I, I am totally one hundred percent with the truckers, but uh thankfully I live in the great state of Florida, so I'm in Florida today. Yay. And uh the weather's great and the people are even better and we got sunshine and freedom, baby. I want to ask you, what have you learned about D.C. since moving to D.C., since representing your state in D.C.? Um, it seems like the people get crazier and crazier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What have I learned? Um, that every time you feel like you got it figured out, a bureaucrat manages to mess even the simplest of things up. Gotcha. And... Uh, so there's nothing certain except for government continues to grow. That's that's something that I have learned. And I think that's what makes you want to fight harder, you know, push back against this crazy, overreaching bureaucracy that wants to dictate every aspect of our lives. What sort of headwinds are you facing from uh, establishment Republicans um, like Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell or uh, the like? What sort of blowback do you get for being Kat Kamek in Washington, D.C.? You know, I think I found a, a little bit uh, of a sweet spot, you know. Um, yes, I've got a target on my back, but yeah. I, I think that when we're in the minority, it's a whole heck of a lot easier to say no than when yeah. we're in the majority. Gotcha. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, we've got to be one team, one mission. And the Democrats of today are not the Democrats of the JFK era, right? No, these, no. these are the ultra-progressive leftists who want – socialism. They love communism. They love big government. And, you know, the thing that I have learned is that there is no such thing as Republican versus Democrat. It's the party of big government versus little government. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you tend to associate yourself with people who think like you and feel like you. But I recognize at the end of the day, we're four votes, five, four, five votes short. And as Republicans, we should all be able to just stand up and say no. But, yeah. you know, yeah. how do I navigate it? I, I, I pull out the Southerner in me and I say, you know, oh, bless your heart. And if <laughs> you know, if they're, if they're particularly awful, I say, oh, bless your pee-picking heart. And then they smile and they have no idea what I just said. But, <laughs> let's talk uh, about... Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about what happened on Friday with the Durham report saying that Hillary Clinton was involved in not yes. only Trump, you know, election, transition, and presidency. Literally surveilling yes. a city president. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, if if there were any doubters left that there was uh, that there wasn't a hand from the Clinton campaign yeah. in in infiltrating and and spying on the Trump campaign, I mean, there should be no doubt left. You know, there were so many people who were just naysayers, and we all were made to be the crazy ones saying no. There was actually people spying on the Trump campaign. And this is vindication. This is this is 100% proof 
that what Trump and the administration have been saying all along is true. But more than that, this is absolutely terrifying. If the Clinton establishment and, and their ilk are, are doing this to a sitting president, imagine what they're doing to you. Yeah. And that is why I think the 118th Congress, when we take the House back, next year will be all about accountability, but more importantly, consequences. Yeah. Mark my word, there will be consequences for people who have engaged in this kind of activity, who have been held to a different standard, the politically connected and elite, the Clintons, the Eric Holders of the world, and people will be going to jail. I hope so. I hope so. I hope and pray so. Please, please work on that. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, and I've seen some of your videos, some of your uh, your speeches, uh, most recently one about fentanyl, what's happening with the southern border, and how many people are dying. Not only that, but also yeah. I, have been, I have been a part of the prevention of child abuse for 30 years on the radio. Uh, and, 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 and when you look at what's happening, the, the human trafficking, the suffer, suffering, the, the, the rape, the, the sexual abuse and all of this stuff, it's coming across our southern border. And I know you're passionate on both. Please, uh, first of all, uh, with regard to fentanyl, then I want to hear, I know you're very passionate about Facebook, also human trafficking as well. So let's cover all of those. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, we, we uh, a couple weeks ago had an opportunity to put a bill on the floor, very simple, um, elegant piece of legislation called the Halt Fentanyl Act. You know, I don't think there's a single yeah. district around the country that isn't impacted by the opioid epidemic and fentanyl that is just pouring into our communities. And every single Democrat voted it down. And to me, that was crazy. We presented evidence that was from my district that hey, this was fentanyl, it was 986 grams confiscated by my sheriff, and it had a stamp on the outside of the package from a border cartel. Don't tell me that the open border policies aren't pouring drugs into our community at, an, at a historic rate, because they are. And we're seeing over 100,000 people die just last year. The numbers are going up. The borders are getting less and less secure. And there is an absolute correlation to the border crisis, the crime crisis, and the opioid crisis that we are facing. Yeah. And so I, I think regardless whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, if you're an American, if you're a human being, you should give a damn about this issue because it, it doesn't discriminate. It yeah. doesn't care if you're black or white or rich or poor. It, it does not matter. And so I think it's pretty shameful that we had an opportunity to really take a stand against the fentanyl pouring into our community and uh, the Democrats voted it down. But that also, you know, ties into another issue that I'm really passionate about, which is human trafficking. I mean, this is modern day slavery. It I don't is. Know how anyone, I, yeah, I don't know how anyone can, can hear the stories um, that, you know, these little kids have been gang raped or, uh, you know, it's happening in every community. And again, because of politics, people are refusing to take a stand. And again, not a Republican issue, not a Democrat issue. This is an American issue, it's a human issue. And I find that on these issues where we should be coming together and, you know, locking arms because of party politics, because it doesn't fit into the political agenda of Nancy Pelosi, it gets sidelined. And that's really a shame because it just points to the fact that they would rather see a political agenda of dependency and control yes. enacted than actually fighting the real issues that everyday Americans are facing. 
We are talking to superstar Congresswoman Kat Kamek. Thank you very much. Um, you know, this, this whole, we have, we have children living in bondage in our country. Uh, where I live, I live in the Kansas side of Kansas City right now. But uh, all over the place are these strip malls, and you'll see an Asian massage place. Now, does my wife go there for a hot stone massage? Does my wife go there for uh, patchouli in the air and candles burning? No. Men go to these places. They cover their faces when they go into these places. And chances are they're run by the Chinese mafia, and they own children who are being enslaved by them. Now, I don't understand how this is taking place, but is only being fed by the crisis of the southern border and that the Democrats are so tone deaf to children being enslaved for sexual purposes, then by God, they need to be driven out of Washington, D.C., and the party needs to be disbanded. You're 100% right. I mean, you know, we just we just saw this. I personally did not watch. I've been boycotting the NFL for many years now. Yeah. Um, but... The Super Bowl is the number one sporting event in the country where there is more trafficking that takes place around that event than any other sporting event in the country. And that it was in Los Angeles, and you know I think that's that's pretty uh, a pretty uh, interesting place yeah, <laughs> where we yeah. see a lot of trafficking. But the thing that again. No one was talking about trafficking around the Super Bowl. They were talking about, uh, one, how high the price of wings has gone because of, well, thanks, Biden. And the other thing was the commercials and how, how terrible the commercials were. But not once did I hear anyone talk about how there is more trafficking and trafficking of young girls around the Super Bowl. That is a shame. That is a real shame. And again... Every community is dealing with this issue. In my hometown of Gainesville, I have had situations where the state attorney has had cases of forced labor. We've seen uh, high school boys recruiting girls, and the boys get paid per girl that they recruit and bring to these parties, where these girls are then trafficked from there. It's horrific. And I wish people would really step back and realize that we've got a lot of real serious challenges, and we should start worrying about the human slavery that is taking place in our own communities rather than their own damn pronoun. That's where the real fight is at. 100%. I could not agree more. we got to wrap things up. Kat Kamek, a treat to get you on. You can come here anytime you want because I, I really enjoy your perspective, and I love the fact that you, like so many uh, women in Congress, seem to have the cojones, and the guys uh, don't. So <laughs> I'll bet you get a lot of that. I'll bet you get some of that. Like, yeah, go. All right, so you're on Twitter at Rep Cat Kamek. Um, what else? Where else are you on uh, on social media? People could find you. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. I refuse to, to get off Facebook because I'll be damned if I let them drive one narrative. So I'm, right. I'm hanging right. out on Facebook still. All but right. uh, yep, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow yeah. us on those three, and we put up regular content and the behind the scenes stuff that you won't yeah. get on mainstream media. So all right, us. all right. Well, bless you. Good luck, and I wish you all the best. Win. Uh, when Republicans take over Congress. I want to see some heads roll. Oh, thank you much. Have a good one. All right. Anybody who knows me knows that I hate wasting time. In the morning when I do my show prep, don't talk to me. I've got too much on my plate. And so the last thing I need is to have to go to the post office. Do a run to the post office. Uh, Have you tried stamps.com? Are you still paying full price 
for postage? Are you still going to the post office? You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, pay less, a lot less with discounted rates from UPS, USPS, and more. Stamps.com saves thousands of hours and tons of money every year. Simply use your computer. Print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get up to 40% discount off of post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Huge! Not to mention, Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. There's no risk, and with my promo code NEWSMAX, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the home page type in newsmax that's stamps.com promo code newsmax stamps.com never go to the post office again a democrat yesterday said basically that uh, and this is by the way adam smith from washington basically saying that uh, yeah yeah hillary clinton did in fact spy on the trump campaign transition team in white house you know, Hillary Clinton was running a campaign. Donald Trump was running a campaign. You know, Donald Trump was, you know, using the, the email scandal um, against Hillary Clinton. And I'm sure if Hillary Clinton thought that there were links between Trump and Russia, you know. No, not really. Uh, the, the links were between her and Russia. Oh, if they could find out you know, what those links were, that's part I'm of not, it. I'm not going to go down this road too much because I know you haven't read all the filings. But yeah. we're talking about here a, a campaign that infiltrates a computer system and creates a narrative and then does so according to this filing for the president-elect of the united states that's a different kettle of fish isn't it congressman and if you go back and you look at what was being said at the time and how many people were saying russia 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 and the coverage if you look in the context of this filing it's a much different thing i get your preamble we're covering all of that and the concerns that yeah, are facing no, this country but this is a big deal, isn't it? It is a big deal. It's, it's a very big deal, actually. And it's funny that the media was saying that Russia collusion was real and Donald Trump was doing that. That was proven wrong. That was proven absolutely wrong. Now they're saying there was no collusion between Hillary Clinton and Russia, and that's what they're parroting. And this, of course, is wrong. Here's a little montage for you, the media, in 2019. It's completely wrong. It did not. It did not happen. This was. There was no spying. There was. It's Pizzagate. The conspiracy gene is no more accurate. By the way, they're using the same talking points today, including by Joe Scarborough. Pizzagate. Mm -hmm. No one was spying on the president through the microwave. No one spied on the Trump campaign. There was no spying. There was no spying. No spying. There was no spying. And the vaccine will prevent you from getting. Getting COVID and masks work to prevent the spread of the virus in classrooms. There was no spying. There was no spying. There was no spying. There was no spying. And there's nothing on Hunter Biden's laptop. Nope, not a thing. Don't even look over there. There was no spying. Wow. By the way, there was no spying, of course. Yeah, and of course, uh, the uh, Wuhan virus that came from Wuhan was actually from bat soup. Yeah. Are you kind of getting it as far as, you know, my favorite expression that my friend Barbara in Baltimore called in last hour? You're being played. At this point, the fact that the, after saying all of that, after saying that Russia colluded with Donald Trump and vice versa, uh, ad nauseum, 
And now, do, do they honestly think that anything they say has any credibility whatsoever? Honestly? About anything? <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, Jen Pellegrino has a wonderful show on Newsmax Television, where I work, actually. And uh, she talked to Rudy Giuliani, who's been painted as a criminal. He actually, uh, two of the judges on the dumbest show on television, which is called The Masked Singer, walked off stage when uh, Rudy Giuliani took off the head of his costume like a Disney character taking a break in Disney World. Uh, and they walked off the stage because Rudy Giuliani, the greatest mayor in New York City, was, uh, was singing on the show. Uh, here he is saying that he and Donald Trump are fully exonerated and Hillary's going to pay for spying. I mean, first, first of all, I'm gratified that many of the things that I and my colleagues were criticized for, for lying, Russian disinformation, cooperating with the Russians, it's all been proven to be not only untrue, but what I maintained from the very beginning, it was a frame-up. Oh, yeah. This wasn't just an accidental mistake that he was charged with Russian collusion. This is something that was worked out by these criminals, Hillary Clinton, uh, and the people working with her. To distract from her email server. And uh, she paid for it. Some of it she paid for was foreign information. That's the very crime they charged him with. And, uh, I mean, I guess if you want to summarize it all, all of their various uh, frame-ups of the president, the Russian collusion, the obstruction of justice, the phone call uh, to Zelensky, which if you had the hard drive, which they were covering up completely, exonerated the president or oh, now january uh january 6 being worse than september 11 this has been one fraud after another one fraud after another that's what i've been saying for a very long time here he is responding to the comments of one joe scarborough who uh, sold his soul reading through durham's indictment seriously i don't know for hours who wrote that <laughs> and it's going to be very interesting to see how what what durham does next because it's it well we're gonna have the alex says says next block next Uh seems like the clinton campaign was actually considering a real insurrection and the media could really care less well they actually they actually did it i mean they tried to overthrow the government several times uh while he was president Uh, when you when you develop a false criminal story about a president in order to get him impeached and uh you all cooperate in it i mean look Look, look at Schiff, for example, standing up at the height of it when it was starting to die and saying, I've got evidence here of two people that have direct evidence of Russian collusion by Donald Trump. Now, now, where's that evidence? Yeah. Did it go away? Yeah. And why is he on this phony January 6th committee? Yeah, and by the way, that's another uh, lie. Here is uh, Jen Pellegrino talking to Rudy Giuliani about January the 6th, which is another fraud. January 6th is nothing more than Russian collusion with another name and a new lie and a new set of crazy, exaggerated, it's worse than September 11th, yep. it's worse yep. than Pearl Harbor, yep. it's worse than the Civil War, yep. it's worse than the end of the world! Where are the 16,000 hours of videotape within the uh, in the Capitol that the Capitol Police will not release? Will not release. One more bite from uh, Mr. Rudy Giuliani. So why would the Clinton <laughs> campaign have to pay someone to protect Obama's servers? And you also have this, the researchers who were using this information, they were given the information at Georgia Tech, 
were telling Jaffe and others that this was an overreach to try to make this connection. This was the university that was involved, the organization that managed the servers in the White House. Specifically with Trump when it comes to Russia. There's a lot more to come out. They may feel that it's gobbledygook, but it's gobbledygook supported by about a thousand pieces of evidence, none of which have been revealed yet. Was that part of the laptop? Yeah, no, 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 it's part of evidence I gathered going back to uh, 2018. Remember, I was the first one to break Hunter Biden's uh, involvement with Burisma. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wow, he was the first person to unveil that, and that's been proven true. And the bribe that was paid to uh, uh, Biden, as well as the bribe paid to James Biden in Iraq of uh, one-third of a a billion-dollar housing contract and the $3.5 million from Moscow. Man, I wish I got paid for uh, just knowing somebody, you know, just having somebody you know and just getting millions and millions and millions of dollars. That would be nice, but, uh, you know, that's not the way of the world for you and I, is it? Yeah, No, it's not. We're not part of the ruling elite class. Uh, we're going to shift into what's going on in Canada. The uh, the truck drivers at Ottawa, they're not budging. Uh, and it looks like the uh, the chancellor of Canada, Justin Trudeau, isn't either, even though his uh, little, his little uh, house of cards is collapsing. The fifth Canadian province abandoning vaccine passports amid the crackdown of the Freedom Convoy. Uh, this is a matter of uh, uh, foolish pride. Uh, this is a, ma- a matter of a guy who uh, views himself as a totalitarian whose family had very close ties to Fidel Castro. He wrote a glowing obituary for Fidel Castro. Many people say, huh, he sure looks a lot like Fidel Castro, and apparently mom liked the vacation in, uh, in Cuba. So, you know, uh, it's like Chelsea Clinton looks a whole lot like Webb Hubble. You know, you know, nobody ever says anything about that. Nobody ever says anything about uh, about that. So, but uh, Quebec is the late. I'm sorry, Quebec. I should say Quebec because I did take French in high school and college, and I've never used it until now. Quebec, Quebec. You know what they call the people of Quebec? The Quebecois. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, voulez. Uh, no, I'll never say that. Uh, <clears throat> Premier uh, Francois Legault met with public health officials Monday night to discuss lifting the province's, the Provence's uh, vaccine passport system. That announcement came Tuesday. Ontario Premier uh, Doug Ford denied that ending the mandates was a concession to the Freedom Convoy protesters. Quote, he says, we're moving in this direction because it's safe to do so. Today's announcement is not because of what's happening in Ottawa, Windsor, actually despite it. Sure, buddy, whatever. The announcement followed soon after Alberta and Saskatchewan also lifted their uh, vaccine mandates. So this appears to uh, be changing, and it appears to be falling uh, all over the place. And uh, the last person who is in charge uh, is Justin Trudeau. And this is more about foolish pride in politics and just pure power than anything. Uh, This is uh, the Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe. The illegal blockades must end, but police already have sufficient tools in law enforcement to clear the blockades, as they did over the weekend in Windsor. Therefore, Saskatchewan does not support the Trudeau government invoking the Emergencies Act. If the federal government does proceed with this measure, I would hope it would only be invoked in provinces that request it as the legislation allows. Here's a little piece of uh, Justin Trudeau uh, flexing his muscles as Canada's dictator announcing these new powers. To continue building on these efforts, the federal government is ready to use more tools at its disposal to get the situation fully under control. 
After discussing with Cabinet and caucus, after consultation with premiers from all provinces and territories, after speaking with opposition leaders. Here's what you do. Uh, who's the one people that, the one group of people you haven't talked to? Um, yeah, the truckers. He has not had a conversation with the truckers. When Black Lives Matter was burning down the country in the uh, summer of 2020, Democrats were having all sorts of meeting with Black Lives Matter. I, I'm not sure about Justin Trudeau, but Black Lives Matter was burning down buildings in Canada as well and pulling down statues and tacitly endorsing Black Lives Matter with his silence. But my gosh, you get a bunch of truckers in there who, you know, can't do what they do for a living, can't cross the border between the United States and Canada without being vaccinated, and they're actually standing up for what is right and individual privacy and liberty. Well, you got to go after them because they don't uh, support anarchy like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and they aren't left-leaning uh, Harold Jonker is, uh, he led the first convoy of truckers into uh, Ottawa. He's saying basically whatever Justin Trudeau throws at us, we can handle. Uh, we've been getting from the uh, public an outcry of hope, joy, and excitement because of what we're doing here. Now, I played this yesterday, and most people uh, probably haven't heard this yet. But to give you an idea, uh, who Justin Trudeau is inspired by and what may be uh, essentially guiding him with regard to a reaction to the truckers. Let's listen to his thoughts a few years ago about China, a, a dictatorial regime that enslaves millions of people. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, because This isn't a punchline. Because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green as fast as we need to start wow. you know, investing in solar. Yeah. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, oh, they think it's a joke. <laughs> they think it's a joke. Here is a uh, uh, member of parliament uh, talking about uh, how uh, Justin Trudeau is not playing his cards right. One person is responsible for this mess, and that's the prime minister. Yeah, that's right. He caused this mess. By this is... Pierre Poilevre. Attacking Canadian citizens and taking away their freedoms. The rest of the world is moving on. Other countries all around the world are lifting restrictions. Provinces across the country are doing exactly the same. But we've got this holdup. The Prime Minister is hunkering down. And out of spite and personal pride. Yep. Refusing to lift these unjustified and unscientific restrictions. If he would only do so, then the truckers could get back to work and the other protesters could go back to their lives and everything in Canada would get back up on its feet and we could get back to working on giving people control of their lives. There you go. But see, giving people control of their lives takes control from the government. See what I did there? That was pretty clever. Yeah, pretty clever. Thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. 
Remember Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.